Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Buckcast Podcast. Uh, here we cover all things Buckeye football, recruiting, uh, on the field and off the field. Uh, I'm Joey Nichols, your host, uh, along with my partner, Isaac Pittman. Um, and today I want to start off uh, with going over some recruits from the Washington area, who there's been a little talk around lately. Uh, Amika Egbuka and uh, JT Tui Malau. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, there's been a little buzz that Washington, uh, the college that's in their home state, and for both of them, and was thought to be a forerunner for both of them, has dropped out from both of them. Uh, Ohio State uh, still has the most crystal balls for both of them. Uh, with 50% for JT and for Amika, it is probably higher up a little bit. It is 91% for Amika. So, uh, I am extremely confident that the Buckeyes will land Amika. Uh, Clemson was thought to be second, uh, in his recruitment. Uh, but it appears they have dropped out, and Oklahoma has taken the place behind Ohio State, but they will have a lot of ground to make up, and I just don't see that happening. For uh, JT... Yeah, well, back uh, to uh, Amika. I doubt any any other colleges have a chance once Amika officially visits, but during this time of uh, this dead recruiting period, there's no college visits, so... For JT and Amika, none of them have made official visits. So I say once both of those guys uh, visit after after uh, <laughs> after they visit, uh, he thinks we'll have better chances with them. So uh, JT. Uh, was once seeming to be an Ohio State lock. Uh, now USC uh, has taken the place of Washington for him, uh, and they are climbing a bit. Uh, I still see Ohio State landing him, but he's one of those guys that uh, the quarantine has really affected. Uh, he hasn't been able to get out to campus, um, so that has been a big, big, uh, big factor in his recruitment. Um. So the Buckeyes right now have the number one recruiting class in the class of 2021 with uh, a score of 295.41. And they are at least 43 points ahead of the team in second, which is Tennessee. Uh, the Buckeyes currently have three five-star recruits and one recruit uh, just outside of five-star ratings in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. Um, they were on a roll there for a little bit, a couple weeks back. It has slowed down a bit. Uh, right now, Tennessee is on an insane streak. They've well, landed... Well, Tennessee, they have four more recruits than us and still are uh, over yeah. 40... 40 points behind Ohio State. So Which just shows you quality uh, over quantity. Quality over quantity. However, 
Uh, in the past two weeks, Tennessee has landed, I think, I think nine or ten four- and five-star recruits, and this was all just out of the blue, so um, not sure if they got a bag man or something, but I know one of, uh, well, their highest-rated recruit, uh, linebacker, outside linebacker Terrence Lewis, he's the ninth-rated player overall in um, 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, a lot of teams didn't recruit him, uh, including Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson, uh, because of some off-the-field issues, but uh, apparently it's not a problem for Tennessee. And yeah, I'd see, I'd say, they uh, took him. Tennessee's just about done. Maybe land one or two more recru recruits, but... Uh. Yeah. Um, so, besides Amika and JT, uh, in the five-star realm, the Buckeyes have already picked a, com a commitment from the number three player in 24-7 sports rankings, uh, defensive end Jack Sawyer, who's a five-star. Uh, they also have picked up a commitment from the top running back in the class, uh, 18th in 24-7 sports rankings, uh, five-star Travion Henderson, uh, who was a big pickup for them. And they have also picked up a commitment from 25th overall in 24-7 sports rankings, uh, pro-style quarterback Kyle McCord. So, currently, they have three five-stars and uh, are looking to get two more in JT and Amika. Uh, also, the 33rd um, uh, ranked recruit in 24-7 sports is Donovan Jackson, an offensive guard who is also committed to Ohio State, um, and he is one spot away uh, from being a five-star, so they're very close with him. They also have the 41st ranked recruit, uh, another defensive end, uh, though there's some speculation he might move to tackle, uh, uh, Tumnees Adelaide who is uh, .9789 and currently committed to the Buckeyes. They also have picked up a commitment from uh, the number 52-ranked player, uh, cornerback Ja'Kalen Johnson, a four-star. Um, a wide receiver, 58th overall, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, you heard that right. He is the son of of NFL legend Marvin Harrison. Uh, he is currently committed to the Buckeyes as a four-star recruit. They also have another wide receiver, 68th overall, uh, Jaden Ballard, a local kid out of Maslin, Ohio. They have an inside linebacker, uh, 73rd overall, uh, Reed Carrico, a four-star, and 74th overall, a defensive tackle, Mike Hall. Uh, they have their second running back in the class, 83rd overall, uh, four-star Evan Pryor. And him and Henderson are going to make a formidable duo. And uh, that is everybody um, in the top 100 who is committed to Ohio State. I personally think this class has uh, an opportunity to take over the highest rating of all time, which is currently held by the uh, Florida Gators um, back in their, I believe it was 2010 class when they scored a 324. Uh, Pretty sure that was Urban Meyer era, right? 
Uh, yes, I believe it was his last year there. Or maybe second to last. Um, but that is the highest of all time. And uh, if honestly, if the Buckeyes land JT, if they land Amika, uh, if they land another five-star offensive tackle, J.C. Latham, who they're predicted to, they're also in the running for five-star uh, defensive tackle, Damon Payne. Uh, they are also in talks for... Taiwan uh, Malone. Taiwan Malone, 56 overall, four-star defensive tackle. Um, along with... Uh, the 100 overall player, cornerback Jalen Davies, uh, who is a four-star. I think if they land all those guys and maybe pull off a surprise with, say, a Tony Grimes, who is another five-star cornerback, um, I see them passing Florida. Uh, your thoughts on that? I don't see Tony Grimes committing to Ohio State just for his... Uh family reasons because he's not a local Ohio State guy so and his yeah. family wants him to stay local so I'd say Virginia Tech is uh, one of the leaders in that so along with uh, Georgia who is believed to be the leader in his recruitment Ohio State was believed um, to be the leader in Grimes recruitment for a long time because of his relationship with Jeff Halfley but uh, Halfley left Ohio State to become the head coach at Boston College, and I think that affected Ohio State's chances with him. Now, uh, Kerry Combs has has been kicking the tires with him, and we've gotten back into talks with him. However, I don't think we'll land him either. Uh, it is a long shot. But uh, there's not really much else to talk about with recruiting. So uh, since there's no more shall we say, current uh, sports to talk about. I, we're going to move into predictions. Uh, now, I believe, personally, that there will be college football this season. Um, so I said to start out the year, no fans. Maybe come December, probably, they start letting fans back in. But yeah, it's supposed so. to be another, I think, another uprising in beginning of fall with this coronavirus stuff. Yeah. Well, hopefully... But during uh, the summer... There will be college football on yeah. our TVs. During the summer, we should get commitments from uh, Amika or uh, JT because they probably can officially visit. Yeah, because I think uh, they're opening up uh, around June 15th. So... The preseason top 25, the AP poll, um, it's really not much to go off of, uh, but it has not come out yet, but I have compiled uh, what I believe the preseason top 25 will look like um, for the 2021 season. At number one, uh, I have Clemson. They made it to the uh, championship last year, though... Helped, helped to have some questionable calls. Well, maybe a in the, bit uh, biased, but yeah. <laughs> in the semifinal game against Ohio State, 
But uh, they keep Trevor Lawrence, who I believe is 1A and 1B with Justin Fields for the best quarterback in the country. They keep Travis Etienne. Uh, their defense loses Isaiah Simmons, but keeps about everyone else. Um, they did lose uh, T. Higgins, uh, but I still think their offense is going to be incredible and their defense will have more experience. Um, so that's why I believe they will be number one. At number two, uh, I think they will put Ohio State there. Um, you know, you could say uh, they made the college football playoff in Ryan Day's first year. You have Justin Fields coming back. You have I, what I think will be the best offense in college football. Well, back to recruiting. Clemson just lost uh, recently Corey Foreman, the number one uh, ranked uh, player on 247. And mostly because of Dabo's no visiting other school policy while you're already committed. That's his own fault. Yeah. But uh, probably going to land at USC. I don't think uh, he has any chance, or Ohio State has any chance of landing him. Yeah, especially when they're in a running for JT and already have landed a commitment from Sawyer. Uh, but Ohio State, I think they will have the most potent offense in college football next year. The defense takes a step back. I mean, it's pretty much impossible not to when you lose uh, the Predator. And number two overall pick in this year's draft, Chase Young. And the number three overall pick in this year's draft, Jeff Okuda. Along with uh, the 19th pick, Damon Arnett. It's our secondary that's going to be a bit shaky. But our linebackers are still solid. Yeah, we did lose Baron Malik Brown. Harrison. Baron uh, Browning's but coming we, return, we retain Baron Browning, Tuff Borland, Pete Warner, Taraja Mitchell, uh, Justin Hilliard. Um... I think uh, our secondary is going to take a step back from losing Arnett and Okuda. But we did retain uh, Sean Wade, who is projected to be a late first-rounder, along with uh, Arnett. I think he will be a top-five pick in the upcoming uh, 2021 draft. Um, he could have gone this year and been a late first-rounder. He chose to stay. Um, Man, and he will Trevor be a... Lawrence is a pussy, but you know, that's yeah, yeah, maybe so, a bit by Maybe a bit. <laughs> uh, but I think he will be a huge boost uh, to what otherwise will be a young secondary. I think the D-line uh, will be very good once again. You have Jonathan Cooper, who uh, took a medical red shirt last year because of injuries. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior. You'll have him back on the line. Uh, you will have Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith. Uh, as the other defensive end. And then on the inside, you're going to have Tommy Tagai, uh, who is, uh, as they say, the strongest player on the team. Uh, and another tackle is Teron Vincent, a former five-star, who has battled with injuries most of his career. As for the offense, the wide receiver core, they did lose uh, K.J. Hill and Benjamin Victor and Austin Mack. However, they do keep uh, Chris Olave, who is going to be one of the best receivers in college football this year. They have rising sophomore Garrett Wilson, who made an impact as a true freshman last year, a former five-star recruit. They bring in uh, the Fab Four from the 2020 recruiting cycle, uh, Julian Fleming, G. Scott, uh, Mookie Cooper, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I say uh, Julian Fleming will be the only one of those starting this year at least. 
starting perhaps. Jackson and G. Maybe we'll see a few minutes in unimportant games, but in crunch time, Julian Fleming will be the one. Yeah. There's also uh, Jamison Williams, who is a four-star recruit in the class of 2019, who is one of the fastest guys on the team. So we might see him uh, starting on the outside uh, in rotation with the starters. For the offensive line, um, you have Josh Myers returning and Wyatt Davis returning. Both could have gone to the draft last year. I think Wyatt Davis will be an early first-round pick. And man's just a beast, especially in, in uh, run blocking. Uh, you have Nick Petit-Frere, Paris Johnson, um, you know, both five-star recruits. Young, but vying for playing time. Uh, so I think the offensive line will be a strength. As for running back, um, it was supposed to be Master Teague, uh, but he uh, injured his Achilles, and so Ryan Day reached in the transfer portal and took out a grad transfer uh, Oklahoma. from Oklahoma, Trey Sermon, who uh, actually played against Ohio State in 2017, and he's a big pickup. Um, there will also be uh, Steel Chambers and Marcus Crowley uh, behind uh, him on the depth chart, both uh, former, young guys. Both former four-star recruits. Four-star recruits. Um once Teague is back and healthy, I think him and Sermon will split carries. With uh, Sermon being the shiftier back and Teague being more of a bruiser, I think that can be uh, a really good, a really good combo. Um, obviously, at quarterback, you have you know uh, Heisman front runner Justin Fields, uh, who last year was just incredible um, and definitely better depth uh, this year. Uh, as in past years, as you have uh, Gunnar Hoke, and also you have incoming freshmen Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, uh, so a lot more depth in the position from last year. At number three, I have LSU. Uh, I get that they were last year's champions undefeated. However, they lost Joe Burrow, they lost Joe Brady, uh, they lost Justin Jefferson, Grant Delpit. Uh, Grant Delpit. Uh, who was the linebacker? Mm, Jordan something. I don't know. Well, they, really they lost another good linebacker. Uh, so I do think they will take a hit. I think they'll start out uh, at number three in the preseason top 25. Number four, uh, I have Oklahoma. Uh, they do lose Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, starting for them will be redshirt freshman. Uh, Spencer Rattler, a former five-star recruit, uh, who I think he is very good. Um, I think their defense comes back with another year of experience. And uh, while they do play in the Big 12, um, which is not exactly known for defense, uh, I think they're going to be another good team this year. I think they might get into the playoff as the four seed again, depending on what, uh, what happens. But I guess we'll see. Number five, uh, I think they'll put Florida there. Florida, you know, don't have Felipe Franks anymore. Um, I think last year was a breakout year for them. Uh, I'm very high on Florida this year. I think they are going to reach the college football playoff. Um, again, they lost Felipe Franks, but uh, his replacement turned out to be better than him. Uh, 
So they retain a lot of talent in their wide receiver group for one more year. Uh, so I believe Florida will be very good along with a good defense. Number six, I have Penn State. Um, I'm high on Penn State as well. I think this is going to be uh, a really good team, one who will give uh, Auburn, who they play early in the season, and Ohio State, who they play later in the season, uh, a really good test, um, a good offense, uh, great defense. They do lose Yatera Gross-Matos, uh, but who's their linebacker that they kept? Doesn't matter. They won't beat Ohio State. Well, true, but uh, <laughs> they also have a very good linebacker uh, who is looking to be the top of the nation. The only thing that I believe Penn State is missing from them uh, being a national title contender uh, is a good quarterback. Right now, they have uh, an average quarterback, uh, but I don't believe they can hang like team with teams like Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Auburn, LSU, Alabama. I don't think they could be a contender without a, a better quarterback. So, uh, number seven, I have Auburn, who again faces Penn State early on in the season. Uh, they have a true sophomore coming back, uh, Bo, who was a former five-star recruit. Um, I see... You know, they're wide receivers, uh, getting another year of experience. Uh, I don't think they lost any to the draft. Uh, they beat Alabama last year. I think they will do that again this year. I see them winning the Iron Bowl for a second year in a row. Um, yeah, so I have uh, Auburn at seven. Number eight, I have Alabama. Uh, they do lose, you know... Some wide receivers to the first round, all very good. But they do retain Jalen Waddell, who's one of the fastest guys in college football. They retain former five-star running back Najee Harris. Uh, they do lose Xavier McKinney, but the rest of their defense is coming back. The only problem that uh, I think is stopping me from putting Alabama in the top four is they're likely to be starting a true freshman quarterback, uh, Bryce Young who is a former five-star recruit, but it's, uh, again, true freshman, so it's always hard to do. Number nine, I have Georgia. Um, they lose DeAndre Swift uh, to the NFL. Um, and, of course, they lost Rodrigo Blankenship to the NFL, the best kicker in uh, college football. Um, but, yeah, uh I see uh, they are going to be starting a new quarterback. I think George Pickens, uh, one of the wide receivers, former five-star recruit, he will be a true sophomore this year. I think he's going to bust onto the scene. I think their defense will be better than last year, so they'll, they could be a force. I just, uh, again, like Penn State and Alabama, I'm not sold on their quarterback. Number 10, I have Oregon. Uh, they lost Justin Herbert, who was, you know, pretty much their whole offense. Uh, but their defense, they picked up a couple of five-star recruits in the class of 2020. They still have Kevon Thibodeau, who put up nine sacks as a true freshman. Uh, and they have um, offensive lineman Panay Sewell, uh, who is uh, probably the best offensive lineman 
uh, in all of college football. However, um, I don't see their wide receivers or running back being very good, and nor do I see their quarterback being very good. I think Herbert is what made that offense go. Uh, hopefully, they'll find someone. Well, this coming place. season, Ohio State uh, opens the season with Minnesota, and uh, they face Oregon uh, for the second game of the season. But, but Oregon, Oregon ha- doesn't have any fans, so yeah, that might be a, really might no be home field advantage in that one. Number eleven, uh, I have Michigan. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say the name, but, you know, professional here. Um, They lose Shea Patterson, uh, which I think will be an upgrade for them because he's garbage. Former five-star recruit, uh, Jim Harbaugh couldn't couldn't even turn him into a late draft pick. He went undrafted free agent. Um, He was the only recruit that went to the combine that didn't get drafted or signed by a team. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they lose Donovan Peoples-Jones, former five-star recruit, uh, who was a late draft pick. Uh, no development there. Uh, I see their defense uh, gains another area of experience. I think their defense is pretty good once again. Their offense, they're still going to have Nico Collins, wide receiver. Uh, their running back position is going to be pretty good. Quarterback, they're going to be starting a young guy, one who's never started before. Um, I... Again, if they can find a quarterback, I think they'll be, you know, like a, a top five team. But, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, so we're going to end there for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of Puckcast. Uh Yeah, anything uh, to add, Isaac? Final word? Um, much just don't expect... Uh, all the recruits in the world come swarming to Ohio State. There's no visiting right now. So, just wait till summer. And, uh, there's such, uh, too much of a good thing, so, uh, we don't want to get spoiled over here. But, uh, thank you for tuning in. And, um, yeah, uh, we hope to see you again next time, uh, on Buckcast.